On today's episode, we are going to take a look at a few stocks to buy. Like most of my viewers, I put money to work on a timely basis. For me, I put money into my account every single week. So every single week, I'm looking for to put that money to work. Sometimes it might be a new investment or it might just be an old position that I'm trying to increase my size in. So to me, I'm trying to bring value to you as the viewers and hopefully maybe you might add some of these stocks to your watch list and take a look at them later on. So today's episode is going to be broken down to the following. First, for each video, for each company, we're going to take a look at what they do, see where that revenue is coming in, what segments are they hitting. Next, I want to take a look at their future growth. Uh, because as long-term investors we want our positions to grow so the best place to see is what are analysts expecting these companies to do in form of revenue growth in form of earnings growth throughout the upcoming years also as long-term investors we should care about how the past has looked for this for these companies are they are they seeing any improvements and at the end i'm gonna end with my thoughts so like always if you're new to my channel if you're a long-term investor if you like to learn about growth stocks make sure to hit that subscribe button to all my returning viewers thank you so much for the support it truly means a lot like always if you guys want to get in contact with me youtube comments you can find me on twitter you can find me on my discord channel which is free to anybody that wants to join you can find me on twitch live streaming and also at josenaharo.com but remember, all of this is my opinions. I am by no means a professional, so none of this should be taken as advice. So make sure to talk to a financial advisor before making any financial decisions. Now that we got that out the way, let's get started. So the first stock we're going to take a look at is Microsoft. And if you guys ever want to see when I buy a position or when I sell a position, feel free to join my Discord channel. It is free for anybody that wants to join. I'm not charging anybody anything for my opinions here. But if you want to check that out, um, you should see the link in the pinned description on the pinned comment or in the description. All right. So the first company we're going to take a look at is Microsoft. And this is ticker MSFT. Microsoft right now has a market cap of about 1.57. Uh, one point about 1.6 trillion dollars so this is one of the giants right now year to date amazon has returned about 30.6 percent to investors in the past month they did peak and it did see a, a bit of correction compared to the market as well so right now it's down about 10 percent from its all-time highs of september in september it reached about 231 dollars right now sitting about $207 so about $23 below that price so Microsoft in their most recent earnings they did gap earnings per share of $1.46 and they did revenue of about $38 billion and that's up almost 13% compared to the same time last year if we want to see that $38 billion of revenue broke that breakdown it's pretty much in three sectors they have the productivity and business process which is about 11.75 they have the intelligent cloud which is about 13.4 billion dollars and they have the more personal computing which is about 12.91 billion dollars so we can see within their three segments they are divided pretty kind of pretty evenly the intelligent cloud is a is probably the one pulling the most weight but it's not pulling much more compared to the other ones and if we want to understand a little bit more of their products the productivity and business process this is pretty much like their microsoft teams any form of microsoft office for business you have your linkedin there then you have the intelligent cloud here you have most of their azure azure clouding platform revenue 
And then the more personal computing, you have a lot of things like the laptops, the surfaces, you have Xbox content there. Um, so we can see there is growth in all three in, in their segments, which is definitely a great thing for Amazon, uh, for Microsoft. And for me, I am very bullish in two segments, and that is the clouding segment and the gaming segments, and two segments that Microsoft is pretty heavy on. Now let's take a look at what analysts are expecting for Microsoft. Microsoft in the upcoming years is expected to grow its revenues about 9.5% annually for the next three years. This doesn't mean it's going to grow 9.5% every year. Um, it means maybe year one, this upcoming year might grow like 13%. The year after this might grow like 8% and the year after that maybe another 8%. So on average within the next three years is 95 one thing we are seeing right with this chart is Microsoft's revenue and earnings per share are expected to continue to grow as the years progress. Now that we see that they still have a healthy, uh, um, moderate growth, let's take a look at past financial values for, for Microsoft. In 2020, Microsoft grew its revenue about 13.6%. In 2019, it grew about 14.03%. And in 2018, it grew 14.2%. So on average, it's growing around 14% for the past three years. For a company this big, this is actually pretty strong growth in my opinion. So we don't see many trillion dollar companies growing their revenue at these types of levels. Next, let's take a look at those margins for Microsoft and let's just zoom in a few more years. In the past four years, Microsoft has kind of improved its gross margins. The trend is kind of up. So gross margins for Microsoft right now are 67.8, where about four years were 64.5. Earnings are also kind of improving in a tr overall trend. Right now, they're sitting at about 31% for this most recent year, which ended in June. Their, their physical year ends in June. Um, right now, their upcoming sept um, September, end of September, is going to be their quarter one of 2021. But like I mentioned, 2020's gross margins were 31%, where in 2017 was 26.4. So we are seeing an improvement in both gross margins and profit margins. Not by much, but we're still seeing improvement there. Next, I wanna take a look at their balance sheet. So Microsoft right now has about $136 billion of cash available to them. And they're using that cash for some cool acquisitions. They recently just purchased a company. And if you guys wanna learn more about Microsoft, make sure to check out my previous video I did on yesterday. And I pretty much did a full analysis on Microsoft. If you think what I'm doing now is, is pretty in depth, wait till you see that video. I pretty much hit a lot of the stone, a, a lot of more metrics and try to explain Microsoft a little more uh, in depth. But $136 billion of cash. This company has about $67 billion of non-current debt and about $3 billion of current debt. So cash to debt ratio is off the chart. This company has a very, very strong balance sheet and it's using this money to um, buy acquisitions. I, I don't, this is a company that has plenty of cash right now. It's profitable. It has great cash flow margins. So it's definitely one that I, love to see in, in my portfolio. So now that we took a look at there, I want to give a little bit of, of my thoughts and, and talk about why I purchased Microsoft. 
So Microsoft might not be as heavy growth company like most of the other stocks that I look at. But with Microsoft, we're hitting segments that I'm very bullish on, the gaming segment and the clouding segment. It's also a leader in in some of these segments. I think it's number two in the clouding market right now. And it's one of the leaders in the gaming segment. And and they're delivering more products, doing acquisitions to continue to grow their strength in those. So Microsoft easily would be one of those stocks where even though it's not a a true growth stock, it's one that I wouldn't mind having in my portfolio because it's a position that uh, even though it might grow a little bit slower compared to my other growth stocks, it's one that I really wouldn't be too worried about. So I do believe it's a lot risk, a lot less riskier than my other stocks um, and still can provide positive returns in, in the long term of things. For me, Microsoft is a tier one stock. Those are the ones that usually hold the biggest position size in my portfolio. Next, we're going to take a look at C. And C is one I've talked about many times. And all these stocks are, are, there's three stocks that, four, three stocks that I added that are old positions and there's one new position that i ended up buying and even all of these four stocks that i purchased i have done videos on and done a real depth analysis on them so make sure to subscribe to the channel so you guys can learn more about them so c right now is sitting at about 155 dollars and it has a market cap of about 75.74 billion dollars so c right now is sitting at about 155 dollars year to date it has done amazing to investors almost 300%. And this is one that I've been talking about for many, many months ago. I definitely mentioned it in May when it was around $82. So even from there, it's up almost 100%. In the past month, it did see a bit of a pullback. Um, That pullback dropped at about 15% um, at its lowest in September. But right now, it's only down 4% from from where it was at as all-time highs of September, which was $161.80. Now let's take a look at, at C, right? And this is ticker SE. C is a Singapore company in Southeast Asia that deals with gaming, it deals with e-commerce, and it deals with fintech. Right now, for their most recent year, they did revenue grow, revenue of about $1.3 billion for the quarter. And that was in August 18th. That was revenue growth of about 94%. So this is a true growth company. Out of that, 90, out of that $1.3 billion, about $700 million came from digital revenue. That's pretty much like their gaming and any other form of, of applications they deal with. And then 510 million came from their e-commerce, which was 189% growth compared to same time last year. So C for the upcoming years is expected to grow its revenue at 28.1% annually for the next three years. This is a true growth stock, one that is growing at crazy levels. Not many companies are seeing this type of growth. If we take a look at, at their margins though, first, actually first, let's take a look at their historical growth. Revenue growth for C in the past in 2019 was about 163%. That's crazy growth. In 2018, it was almost 100%. In 2017, it was a bit slow, about 20%. But 20% is still high growth in my opinion. Now let's take a look at profit margins. Profit margins and gross margins for C are, are not the best. This, like I mentioned, is a true growth stocks. And normally with growth stocks, 
They tend to be unprofitable for some time. As long as their profits are improving throughout the years, that's something I, I, I want to see. And if they are not making money right now, I want to make sure that they have a very, very strong balance sheet. So let's take a look at gross margins. In the past, in, in 2017, gross margins for C were 21.1%. In 2019, they were 27.8. So we can see a trend of improvement there. Profit margins in 2017 were negative 135%. And in 2019, they were negative 67.2%. Again, we can see this is definitely pretty, it's not close to being profitable right now, but analysts are actually expecting the company to be profitable by the end of 2023. So at least there is some light at the end of the tunnel remember i mentioned it because this company is not profitable we have to be a lot stricter on its balance sheet in its most recent balance sheet the company had about 3.4 billion dollars of cash and 2.1 billion dollars of debt most of that debt is just long-term lease uh, obligations so this company has plenty of cash to pretty much pay off its debt and still have cash to continue to grow so to me, even though it's not profitable, as long as it has strong cash in the bank, it's a company I'm willing to invest in. So now my thoughts on C. C is another one, like Microsoft, that is a tier one stock, one that holds one of my biggest position size compared to my other portfolios. And I do have nine companies that are tier one, uh, and then I have tier two, and I have a tier three. C is in markets I am bullish on. It's in the e-gaming market and it's in the e-commerce and it's in the fintech. Three markets I'm completely bullish on. It has a strong balance sheet. It has crazy growth in the upcoming years. And in the past two years, it has seen that strong growth as well. So that's why C is one that I'm willing to continue to buy and add to my portfolio. So C, I would say it's a little bit more riskier than Microsoft, of course, especially because it's not profitable. Um, but I do see the long term of things is going to do it's going to provide me with greater returns than I would have seen with Microsoft again. Right. That's the that's what you usually pay off with that risk, risk and reward with Microsoft. I feel like it's a little bit less riskier. I do believe I'm still going to get great growth with Microsoft in, in my investments. But I believe with C, it will be a bigger multi-bagger compared to Microsoft. And sometimes that's what you pay off. But I try to eliminate that risk by understanding what the company does. And also by making by doing these fundamental analysis and making sure the company will be able to survive the upcoming years and give me time to, to really see the progress of the company. The third company I purchased was Autodesk. And this is ticker ADSK. Right now, Autodesk is sitting at $227, and it has a market cap of about $50 billion, so it's even smaller than C. Year-to-date, Autodesk has returned about 21% to investors, and in the past month, compared to its peak in September 2nd, it's down about 12%, almost 13%. So we have seen some strong pullbacks, right? A a 10% drop, over a 10% drop from its peak is usually called a correction. So in its most recent earnings, which weren't, uh, which was about a month ago on August 21st, um, Autodesk reported some strong numbers. Autodesk is pretty much in four products. All their products have to do with some form of software. Uh, they're all they're a software company, and their software applicate is used to create for architectures, engineer constructions to model to model some form of of item or model some form of buildings. They also have AutoCAD and AutoCAD LT. 
they have software for manufacturing and they have software for media and entertainment uh, i think maya is one of them that if you're an animator you use their applications to create animations so within those four products they create they made about 913 million dollars of revenue out of that 913 million dollars of revenue over 400 million so a little bit over 40 percent came from their aec market and that's anything that deals with architecture engineering and construction that's up 19 percent compared to the same time last year then you have autocad and autocad lt that's 271 so that's a little bit less than one third and that grew about 18 percent compared to the same time last year then you have mfg which is the manufacturing that made 185 million that's up six percent and you have their me which is media and entertainment that's about 53.3 million very small portion but that's still up five percent so all their segments are up and the ones that pull the most weight are e are higher are up almost double digits total revenue compared to the same time last year was up 15 percent so Autodesk, let's take a look at that future growth. Autodesk is expected to grow 14% annually compare um, for the, um, annually for the next three years. This is uh, not as heavy growth as C, but it's not a slow grower like Microsoft. So it's one in between. It is profitable. It just became profitable not, not too long ago. 2019, I think, was its first year of being profitable. And we can see as revenue continues to increase, earnings are also expected to grow so let's take a look at historical revenue growth in 2019 year to year autodesk grew 27.4 percent in 2018 it grew 24.95 percent in 2017 was a slow grower at 1.26 percent now let's take a look at these gross margins and profit margins so we can see now we we saw microsoft the company that was profitable for the past three years we saw c a company that wasn't profitable but it is improving now we're looking at autodesk autodesk is the perfect example of the transition between c and heading to microsoft where look profit margins in 2017 were negative now profit margins for 2019 were positive so we can see that growth of profit margins increasing so that's a great thing it means that to me profits are still going to continue to increase as they improve the other thing is autodesk is a software company so gross margins tend to be really high but look in 2019 their gross margins were 90.1 in 2017 they were 85.2 so they're also seeing improvements in gross margins now let's take a look at that balance sheet for autodesk balance sheet for autodesk they have about 1.5 billion dollars of quick cash if we add their cash and cash equivalents and their current investments they have about 2.3 2 billion dollars of non-current debt and about 553 million dollars of current debt so about two billion dollars of debt and so this company does not have enough cash to pay off its total debt but look at that this company has deferred revenue up that wazoo about three billion dollars of deferred revenue you guys might be like jose what's deferred revenue the best place to explain it is you know netflix netflix you pay an annual subscription even though you give your upfront money to netflix all at once at the beginning of the year let's say it's september they still owe you three months of of streaming services those three months they can't really collect it as revenue because they have yet to give you the product so that goes into deferred revenue so this is just all money that would eventually move to this side to their income statement 
It's just that the time-wise hasn't been covered yet. So this company has enough rev deferred revenue to pretty much pay off its total debt. So this is definitely another strong balance sheet, and it's a SaaS company that is just hitting profits. And I do believe those profits are gonna grow in the upcoming years. So my quick thoughts on Autodesk. Autodesk for me is not a tier one stock, unfortunately. It is one that's right now i believe might be a tier three so it has my lowest position size but i am trying to increase it to a tier two stock it is in markets i believe the software especially the content creator so autodesk is is such a big name down it's being used by such a big industry that i do believe it's we're gonna see that strength coming in and that's why it's gonna be very hard for companies to leave autodesk for any new software that resembles autodesk Again, it's not a heavy grower like Microsoft, like C, but it's a bit faster than Microsoft. And I do believe it's still going to provide me better returns than the market in the next five years. The final company that I purchased, and this is one that, um, that this is a new investment for me. And this is Unity, ticker U. This is a recent IPO. Unfortunately, I did not buy in the IPO process. And this one was a learning experience for me. So when it went IPO, I did not purchase because I did believe it's a bit overvalued. To me, if I may be honest, I still do believe it might be a bit overvalued, but emotions were getting the best of me fearing out that I did not buy the company. So I ended up purchasing on Thursday, um, on Thursday, which dropped about $78. And I ended up buying just a small position, And the reason I ended up buying a small position was for the following reasons. I started feeling like emotions were starting to play a big game into my unity decision. Um, So instead of going in a big position with a big position size and let my emotions take over, I decided to enter in a small position. This allows me to calm down my nerves, calm down my, my emotions, and it allows me to keep a closer eye on unity. So unity is one that potentially has the growth to go to one percent but um to go to a tier one stock but like i said right now i believe it's too overvalued for my taste to really increase to really just go all in in the stock so i decided to buy a little bit to control my emotions and keep better eye on it as i see if i end up seeing a pullback i'll buy in a lot more but if it continues to ride this wave up at least I'm happy I'm inside the position now. So emotions are now all out of the game. So Unity is a software company that is used to create video games and it's also being used to create like art- artificial um, augmented reality and, and virtual reality games and other type of media. Right now, the biggest customers are the are the gaming world but i do believe as things continue to progress in technology more sectors are gonna really try to use this virtual reality and augmented reality and they're gonna be using a lot of unity so let's take a look uh like i mentioned unity is a brand new ipo since ipo process is up 31 percent um just the past day was up eight percent and after hours is up another 1.2 percent Let's take a look at Unity's revenue. In the past, in the current six months, revenue was about $252 million. 
actually it's 351 million dollars that's up 40 percent compared to same time last year if we take a look at the first six months of the year that revenue segment is pretty much broken down into three solutions they have create solutions and this is when uh when a company uses unity software to create a game and all the all the licenses they get for using those softwares then they have operate solution this makes up closer to two-thirds of the total revenue and that's 216 million dollars out of that 351 operate solutions is let's say you create a game and you need help with with testing your game if you need help with running servers with promoting your games or or just any type of help now that you created your game any form of operating help that's where that comes in place and that's pretty impressive the great thing about operate solutions is you don't have to create the game through unity you could have used multiple any other platforms even some of their competitors and then you can come to unity and get their advice there next they have strategic and partnerships this is 32 million dollars about 10 percent of total revenue um this is not one i'm truly uh, i'm very excited about but it's still there so unity their growth this is another crazy growth like see it's expected to grow revenues about 25.5 percent annually on average for the next three years unfortunately unity is not expected to be profitable anytime soon um and that's definitely i believe something that's going to deter a lot of investors in the upcoming years and when company and when they do report earnings i do feel that those that might have bought into the hype or might have bought not really doing their their find their fundamental analysis on the company might see some form of a pullback on their most recent earnings when they see it's not really profitable um in 2019 revenue for for unity grew about 42 percent compared to same time last year and they only gave us 2018 values 2019 values and the current values that they're sitting at right now if we take a look gross margins are pretty much flat they're sitting at 78.1 percent but remember this is a software company so they tend to be pretty high profit margins in 2018 were negative 34.6 percent in 2019 they were negative 30.1 percent so we are seeing at least some improvements in their margins so that's good to see again this is definitely a growth stock i, I want to say this is probably even a little bit more riskier than c um, but at the end of the day we have to make sure that balance sheet is okay as long as not uh, since it's not profitable they need to have plenty of cash at hands to be able to survive so unity in at the end of june of their second quarter of 2020 which ended june 30th they had about 475 million dollars of cash and cash equivalents they have about 231 million dollars of non-current debt and about 25 million dollars of current debt so this company has plenty of cash to pretty much pay off all its total debt so for me it's a company that i don't see going under anytime soon so for me unity has the potential to going tier one but unfortunately it's i believe a little bit too overvalued for my taste is but as a long-term investor i don't really try to time the market so what i ended up doing is i ended up going in in a small position just to control my emotions and try to really time the market because i I think that's what i was trying to do it was i was trying to time it for a pullback but now that i'm in it i kind of took away that emotion out of the game and now if i i'm happy if it continues to go up 
I'm happy I'm in. And if it drops down, I'll be happy to add on. At the moment, based on the current valuations, I think Unity will only make it to like a tier two stock. If it does drop down a lot, it can easily be a tier tier one in my portfolio. So these are the four stocks I purchased this week. Let me know in the comments, guys, if you if you liked any of my picks, um, which one are you going to do any more research on to to get a little more information on them? And like I said, most of these, actually all of these, I have done a really full in-depth analysis, maybe not on Autodesk, and maybe I should do one on that next. Um, but make sure to subscribe, guys. Hit the thumbs up. It helps the channel out so much, and I truly, truly appreciate it. So thank you guys for today's episode. Like always, make sure to hit the thumbs up and let me know in the comments what are some of the stocks you guys purchased this week.